Welcome to the podcast, Art Life Stories, with myself, Sarah Story. I have spent over a decade working in art museums in order to enrich the lives of individuals and communities. I am currently the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission based in Jackson, Mississippi. Art Life Stories is a podcast that explores the careers, contributions, discoveries, and ideas across many creative disciplines. I talk with leaders in a variety of creative fields to explore the unique skills needed to succeed, the rhythms of balancing work and life, and practical advice for anyone that is interested in pursuing similar paths. I hope that listeners are inspired to connect to their own creativity and learn how to engage with a variety of art forms in order to broaden their perspective and enrich their lives. You can find out more at sarahstoryartlife.com and follow along on my Instagram, sarah underscore story underscore artlife. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Today I interview Ida Florek, a painter living in New Orleans, Louisiana. Her work deals with the ecological anxieties paired with reverence for the natural world. She explores what it means to be human in a time of ecological disaster, where to find hope in our place in the recovery as well as the universal human trait of worship. Thanks for tuning in. Super excited that you're here, Ida. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. So it's so fun to see you in your studio right now. <laughs> um, where is your studio located? Um, it is, it's in New Orleans. I'm in the Bywater neighborhood. Um, I, I should warn before we start, I'm very close to train tracks. <laughs> So if, uh, and I kind of have no way of knowing when they're going to go by. So if that happens, I don't know if we can repeat anything or. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right the by train... the industrial canal. Oh yeah. The train, um, when I lived in New Orleans, I would ride the train to come back to Jackson a lot mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was just yeah. so delightful. Oh, is there, is there like an Amtrak line that goes between the two? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Very easy. It's like. It takes about three hours and to drive, it takes about two hours, 45 minutes. So it's yeah. really not that much difference and you can do work. Rather be, yeah. On a train. I mean, I would do it all the time. It was really nice. I haven't done it in a while. But yeah. All right. So tell us, tell us a little bit about, um, about yourself, what it is that you do, who you are. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm a, I'm a painter. Um, I work mostly in oils. Um, I grew up in uh, the Boston area. Um, so I've been in New Orleans for a little over 10 years now. Um, I moved here right after right after school um, and kind of had done, you know, hopped around a little bit um, with jobs and started, I've been oil painting um, full time for probably about five years now yeah thank you thank you very very lucky that's great did you was new orleans a a destination for you is that where you wanted to go or did you you found yourself there honestly it was really not much on my radar at all growing up um but i had a friend in college who grew up in baton rouge and um i came down to visit her um it was shortly after college so i was i came down to visit her in Baton Rouge and we just spent a weekend here. And I was kind of in that, you know, early twenties, kind of no plan, no structure, 
you know, move. I loved it here, so I moved here, and that was kind of it. Um, and I haven't uh, haven't looked back. It's been it's been a really wonderful ten plus years here. That's great. Very yeah. cool. Uh, so, in your your art path, was there a point where you decided oh, I'm going to be an artist, or was this something that just was always a part of you and you just followed? <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, I've definitely always, you know, since I was a kid, I've, I've drawn a lot, um, taken art classes kind of on and off throughout growing up, kind of got serious about it and later in high school, kind of my junior year of high school and went to art school. Um, I thought I, you know, when I studied illustration, kind of thinking that it would be good to have a foundation for, for something if I needed to get a job, if, you know, whether that was kind of editorial illustration or scientific illustration or whatever. And um, I, I think it's a little counterintuitive, but I think I was pretty lucky to graduate college at a time in, I graduated in 2009. So it was right in the recession. There were no, you know, very few creative industry jobs. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just, you know, figure it out. And I was a waitress for a while and I worked in the movie industry. And I think because I, I didn't, it didn't feel like there was really the opportunity to fall into a, a comfortable creative job. Mm -hmm. Painting was just, it was always there as, you know, it was like a thing that I love to do, but you kind of never tell yourself that that's a possibility for a career. You know, there's the starving artist trope and, um, you know, so I, I was kind of lucky to have that time to, um, to kind of build up a body of work. Um, and yeah, so I think, uh, I, I, I did that. I was a, was a waitress. I worked in the movie industry for a few years. Um, and there was a point, yeah, about, about five, was it 2015? Oh, seven years ago. Goodness. Um, I had a little show at a, um at a collective gallery that I was a part of and it just kind of forced me to to put together enough of a body of work to to have a show and I think that kind of you know having something like that was really valuable and then I'm I met do you know um uh Ashley Coleman very well <laughs> yeah she's so wonderful she, yeah. she just happened to be walking by <laughs> this little show that I had and <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I, I credit so much of that to her. Um, you know, I just, it was like this this little collective show that, you know, where like I did everything, the, the press, which was maybe an Instagram post and uh, <laughs> all of the, the, the prep and the snacks and the wine and everything was, it was all just like kind of self-run um, and all the gallery sitting. Um, and she happened to walk by, it was during Mardi Gras um, and she and her husband, Josiah, um, I think bought like two pieces and that was kind of just enough for me to be like, you know, all right, I can try this. Yes. I know the pieces that she has too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It was one of, was one of those, the altar that she has, or did that come later? That was a little bit later, but that was definitely a part of it. Cause I knew like, you know, that was a commission. She asked to do that for a photo shoot. Um, and I was working on a movie at that point in the movie industry. I don't know if you know anything about it is just it takes up so much of your time you know your minimum you're working 12 13 hour days and it just you know there was no time to 
to be creative in that work. And so kind of to have, to have her come to me and say, like, I want to, I want to commission this piece. It was kind of a good, um, good motivation just to, to say, like, I have to force a choice here. I have to say, I can keep, keep doing this work that I don't really like and is taking up my whole life, or I can take this risk for this one job. And, 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 and I love that piece too. It was such a wonderful, that, that giant uh, altarpiece was so fun to do. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. How did, what was your, um, your path of learning to paint, especially in oil? Um, I took some classes in, in college for it and didn't really like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't supernatural. It wasn't, it wasn't the easy, you know, I didn't, I didn't like immediately take to it. I did a lot of like in high school, I did a lot of acrylics and gouache and watercolor, you know, things that are kind of a little more accessible and more, um, you know, things that you can do when you're in at your kitchen table a little more easily. Um, and oil painting, I honestly, I, I don't know if I really have a, an answer formed for that. I think I just like kind of very slowly fell in love with it and the way that the colors are, are, you know, you can build these rich, deep colors. And I've always loved, like, even with, even when I was working in watercolor and, and, and acrylics, you know, I was always kind of trying to mimic, I think without knowing it, the sort of transparency and layering that you can get with oil painting. Mm -hmm. um, right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I took, I took a few classes in college and, and, but I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't really until afterwards that I started to really fall in love with it and, and feel at home in the medium. Did you have um, artists or, or styles of art that was pushing you in that direction toward, towards oil or what was inspiring you? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, I, so I was really lucky in college. I did a year in Italy, the, you know, one of the study abroad programs cool. yeah. there. and, um, you know, being able to just walk into any church, any, any church on any side street and, and it's, you know, completely empty. There's, there's no locks on the door ever. And there's just a Caravaggio, you know, right two two blocks down from where you're staying and it just it like I think that that was really an incredible experience and I mean his paintings are absolute magic um and I think I'm kind of always chasing that and yeah that any of the sort of the Italian medieval and renaissance masters have definitely been you know you're chasing something kind of impossible but it it's you know it's there yeah, that that totally makes sense. Especially, did that also influence the way that you use symbolism and arrange? Definitely. Yeah, will you talk a little bit about that? Just how? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My work's definitely been shifting lately. I think since, especially since the pandemic, I think the subjects mat subject matter has changed a lot. Um, but I think it's kind of always been about finding kind of finding the sacred wherever that is and whatever that means. And, um, you know, I kind of started out when I started out with these, you know, like the work that, that um, I had in that one gallery show with Ashley. Um, it was all these kind of like 
object-based pieces and I would I would find things in nature seashells and feathers and just kind of try to like you know the, the sort of things that you might just trip over or step on and not not pay the closest attention to um and I kind of tried to elevate them and I think there's definitely still an element of that in the work so it's always kind of finding finding stories you know and and I never try to you know I have pieces that um you know feel kind of mysterious and feel like there's there's elements that don't necessarily intuitively or you know wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily um immediately picture together and I think I try not to explain them too much you know kind of like let that mystery hang there um in the air and I think you know I think I was really um definitely inspired by by the experience of going to the churches and and seeing you know the relics and the 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 things that were kind of elevated into that position of the sacred um, yeah yeah and there there's like this inherent tension and sometimes balance that is in your work yeah comparing and contrasting or moving around different objects or placing them together and that's yeah that's yeah that's definitely true. i think there's a um there's a way that you know especially you know talking about caravaggio and i think there's a lot of the um the way that those kind of old Italian masters kind of deal with, with like the work feels so dark and kind of grotesque at times. And, and that so much of the beauty comes from that. Um, there's a, man, I just read this book that had nothing to do with any of that, but there was a quote in it. I might have to email it to you. So I don't know if this is going to be valuable for the, um, because I, I forgot to, I didn't bring it today, but it's just making me think of, of it just was a quote about Caravaggio that, that, uh, that I need to like write down and bring into my studio because it was so incredible. Is that okay? Can I do that? Can yeah. I email? Yeah, you? please do. That'd cool. be great. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, your body of work now. You said you're, it was starting to change during the pandemic. What, what was that? What was that transition? Yeah, I think, you know, I, the pandemic, I think, changed a lot for so many people. Um, there kind of was no way to just go back to to making the same the same work when the, the entire world had shifted so much. Um, uh, I kind of started going more from from realist still lifes that kind of felt a little a little like sort of felt a little surreal into kind of leaning more heavily into into the surreal and using animal imagery and and bringing landscape in place and um events into it and i think also a lot of um kind of being a little more explicit with the the climate environmental yeah anxiety that you know i think a lot of us have been dealing with right um, I think that's always been present in the work, but I think it's got me, you know, gotten a little more acute lately for probably fairly obvious reasons. Um, and yeah, so I've been, I've been kind of dealing with, with um, a little more, a little more drama, a little more um, kind of 
feelings of uncertainty, I think, which shows up in the work, you know, like the, the older work was kind of very, um, very still, very calm. And it's, you know, the, I've moved to a darker color palette. I've got more kind of dynamic compositions lately. And um, I think, yeah, everything just kind of feels, everything feels like it's very much in transition and things are moving so quickly and changing so much. And I think that that's, you know, it's kind of inevitable that's gonna show up in the, in the work and the, in the processing. Yeah, I like the word drama that you use because I feel like that is true. It's it's just everything has felt so much more heightened and dramatic. And yeah, I can definitely, I mean, you started using more smoke and fire and sharp like diamonds and, you know, objects that were a little bit more intense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the, the, it's funny because I have a series of, um, I did this series of kind of like volcanoes and forest fires and like smoke and eruption probably I think in like almost 10 years ago I just kind of did wow. these you know big paintings they're there I didn't really do anything with them I didn't really show them anywhere mm -hmm. um but it's just kind of funny to see how they've sort of come back you mm -hmm. know it was this like unformed thing 10 years ago that I just had to like work through put aside and then come back to you know, um, which is kind of interesting. That is, yeah. 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 Well, um, is there something, do you have like a dream project or something that you really want to work on that you, you've been thinking about? I, yeah, I, I love this question so much. Yeah. I've been, um, you know, I think I always, it's always kind of a goal to just get, get, you know, bigger I would love to do more um like in the short term more triptychs like the one I did for Ashley the you know giant altarpieces um I think something like that would be really wonderful um I also have been thinking a lot about I think my ultimate dream you know this is this is a little further down the future but um you know my work is kind of always about finding the sacred and I would love to do something about something along the lines of like building a space, mm. you know, rather than, rather than making an object, you know, whether that's like doing something plant related or architectural, or, you know, I think a lot about one of the things that I think a lot about and not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily show up in my work, but a thing that's kind of always on my mind is, um, the cave paintings, like the earliest examples of people creating work and, or at least that we know of, you know, I think a lot, there probably was a lot of other creative output that just hasn't lasted. But the idea of, of going into a space like that, that's just completely, you know, pure dark, um, you know, with just a, a fire, something that's very alive and, and, you know, building that mythology and kind of what, what that experience would be like, you know, obviously I don't have access to a cave, but kind of trying to figure out how to sort of recreate that experience is something that I've always thought would be interesting. And again, like I really, I love churches. I love spaces like that. And I think as we kind of, you know, I didn't grow up religious at all. So it's, it wasn't, you know, 
a, you know, it wasn't like a common part of my childhood, but I think that, that building something like that, that kind of is, you know, nature sacred would be really fun, really, really an interesting thing and, and kind of a, a long-term goal down the way. So that's so cool. Yeah. What else, what else inspires your search for the sacred? Do you, do you read, do you spend time in nature? What all, what all does that look like for you? Yeah, I think, you know, I definitely, um, uh, I read as much as I can, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when life gets busy. Um, and again, same with, same with spending time in nature, you know, I live in a city where, where nature is kind of always, you know, New Orleans more than, more than anywhere else I've ever lived kind of has this, this almost antagonistic relationship with nature where, you know, there's, there's hurricanes and floods, of course, but there's also just, there's always vines coming in and, you know, you know, we're just on the end of termite season where we have those massive swarms and, you know, it's just kind of this like really interesting push and pull. Yeah. Um, Great flies. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm kind of trying to, uh, you know, I've, I've started growing food a little bit, not, not much, just like herbs and, you know, I have some fruit trees that haven't fruited anything yet, but I think that like kind of trying to like build that in the space that I have with the resources that I have. Um, and I think finding, again, like, you know, as with my earlier work where it was kind of like, you know, elevating something as simple as, you know, a seashell to the, to the, the position of the sacred, you know, I sort of feel that way too about, about, you know, going out in the morning and, and picking herbs and, um, kind of that, that process that, and the kind of the ritual of pruning and watering and, um, you know, it's, it is very mundane. It's something that humans have always done. And I think it's also incredibly uh, beautiful and kind of, you know, worshipful, if I can use that word without kind of sounding kind of corny, but yeah, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, So what are, what is your day like being a a full-time artist? Like what is, what is that? Is it different? Is it the same every day or do you have to have a schedule? Do you, do you change it up? Yeah, I definitely do. I try to keep it as regular as I can. Um, I, you know, I, I come in here, I say nine to five, it's usually more, you know, 10 to whenever. Um, but you know, I try to, I definitely try to keep a schedule because there are definitely, there are so many days when you wake up and just don't feel like painting. And when it's your job, you just have to, oh, I think we have the exact same water bottle. They're the best. They held up longer. <laughs> We're talking about the hydro flask. <laughs> and they up longer than any other one I've had. I'm obsessed. I know. Sorry. I hope I didn't, uh, <laughs> drinking water is an important part of the it day. Is. Too. <laughs> definitely part of the daily routine staying hydrated um but yeah I definitely I I feel like it's really important to to make a point to come in here even when I don't want to even when it doesn't feel easy and try to try to create through that try to um you know you know which is 
sometimes easier said than done. I definitely have days where I just get, you know, I'm in here just walking in circles, getting absolutely nothing done, but I still think that that's, you know, can be valuable. Um, Cause yeah, I think it, it, it's, it's hard to kind of maintain that self-discipline, um, but it's, it's how it happens. It's how it works. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, so I'm also so curious, moving from Boston to New Orleans, do you think your work has been influenced by New Orleans? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think that there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways that that New Orleans has shown up in my work. I think, I mean, I think for starters is just that I, you know, I don't think that the career that I have would have been possible in mm. Boston the way that it is. You know, I think that there's, there's a community here of artists. There's, you know, I mean, Boston is just, it's, it's, it's my home, you know, and I, I love it, but it's very kind of competitive and very, um, it's just a difficult place to kind of have this sort of creative freedom. Um, uh, and I think definitely the sort of the, the spiritual element here, the sort of, uh, you know, the veil is thin here. We're kind of always uh, sort of the, the, the spirit realm, this is, it just all sounds very woo-woo, but like the spirit realm is kind of always a little closer here, you yeah. know? Well, there's so, um, much, yeah, so much history of, of different, yeah. different religions and spiritual practices and yeah. it's very present. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that also kind of goes to the like, you know, the element of like, literally having vines crawling into your house at times, you know, like no matter how much you clean, like it's just, you know, nature and that magic is always kind of going to permeate, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's a really interesting element of it. And yeah. I think that the, yeah, there's just a, a ton of ways that I'm so grateful to the city of New Orleans to kind of have allowed me and allowed me to, to, create the space to do this work that's awesome yeah. well where can where can people find you or where are you on social media or website both yeah i have i have a website uh idafloric.com um i'm on instagram at idafloric my work is i'm with a uh, claire elizabeth gallery here in town she's so wonderful she's on decatur street um in the french quarter I'm also with uh, Ann Connolly in Baton Rouge and um, Amanda Getz up in Memphis. Right. Um, yeah, so lucky to work with a lot of really amazing women. And That's so cool. Well, anything else you wanna share before we wrap up? Goodness, I think, I think that that's it. I think, um, you know, I'm really thankful for, for this conversation and, you know, I feel like we've been kind of orbiting each other. I haven't, I, you know, I don't know, you know, um, messaging and everything for so long. It's nice to, nice to finally get to sit down and talk with you. Yes. Thank you. I really love having your work in my house and feel like I already know you, even though you're right. I don't think we've actually <laughs> met. So it's, that's some, that's some positive aspects of social media, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, and yes, Claire, Elizabeth Gallery is, Claire is just wonderful. She's been a good friend to me for many, many years. So grateful yeah. to have her in both our lives. 
yeah she's so she's so great cool well thank you ida appreciate it thank you so much this was wonderful 